Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks. 728 North Main Street, if you ever want to come see us. Standing in Podcast Studio B, this is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You can download any of these free apps to any mobile device. Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. They're all free. How is everybody doing today? new old school podcast we are getting ready to head to our state capitol today we are hosting a revival on the capitol steps an amazing thing uh, really the only ones in uh, the united states that are doing this and i think there's only a couple places that allow you to do this overall missouri being one of them that's where we're at uh well here you can take a listen real quick let me let me play this for you and um you can take a listen to this, and and maybe possibly if you if you catch this in time, maybe you can join us. Let's let's find out. What the world needs now more than ever is a spiritual revival. There needs to be a thirst that only can be quenched by the Holy Spirit of God. So much in the Bible is being fulfilled right before our eyes. God's presence is essential. Thursday, June 2nd through Saturday, June 4th, you're invited to Revival in the Heartland. Three days of restoration, rejuvenation, and renewal at the Missouri State Capitol. Speakers include Pastor David Craig on Thursday, June 2nd, at 7 p.m., Reverend Helen Lowry on Friday the 3rd at 7 p.m., and rounding out the event is Kim Ware, also at 7 p.m. The event is absolutely free of charge and will take place at the Missouri Capitol in Jefferson City. That's Revival in the Heartland, Thursday, June 2nd through Saturday, June 4th. For more information, call Don at 573-216-1871. Sponsored by the Midwest Healing Center and Two Guys in a Bible. As goes the capital, so goes the state. So if you get a chance to do so, uh, it'd be great for you to join us. Again, if you're listening to this at a later date, this is uh, in 2022. I'm sure we will do another one next year and maybe every year for that matter. We'll just see as the Lord leads. Uh, But if you get a chance this week, if you've heard this in time, join us. Make some plans to join us tonight and tomorrow night, Saturday night. I think it's going to be very, very powerful. We would appreciate it very much. Uh, We are in a simple but powerful series here titled How to Receive Healing. And we've discovered for uh, that for many of us, we need a bit of a a, uh, refresher. That's all, just a refresher. We need to get back to some ABCs here because in our journey to get ourselves healed, along with learning how to minister to others, it seems like many have jumped into the LMNOP area of healing, which isn't to say it doesn't produce some results. It does. But my concern is more about what do we do when it doesn't? Because so many of us have watched videos. We've possibly heard studies or sermons on healing. Maybe just been out and seen, seen some others doing that. Maybe heard the testimonies. And so it's easy to see that and jump right in there. Where those particular ministries or ministers are. But I think we've missed what got them there. Right? We're, we're told it's anointing. 
we're told it, it's a calling, you know, that, that, that got them there. And, and they just woke up one day and they walked out the door and God said, you're it. Today you're anointed and called to heal the sick, so go get them. Well, we think we can just kind of jump in on that. And the truth is, well, you, you are called and you are anointed. And there's a lot to learn along the way. And that's what's going to help you see the results. And we need to get back a little bit. I just wanted just to go back a little bit and see some foundational teachings here so that we can grab hold when maybe it didn't go the way we planned. Because things just seem to get weird when we see it work for somebody else and not us. And what happens is we begin to make excuses and we make stuff up as to why we think it didn't work. And the reality is I think it's just really a lack of knowledge on a few key things that once discovered will lead to seeing amazing miracles. If you missed any of the uh, previous podcasts in this series, take a little bit of time to go back and listen. They're not long, but you need to listen in order, uh, in order, each one, if you would, as they do build one upon another. But these are just the foundational things that I've discovered in over 20 years, just really simple things that have gotten me to this area where I do see miracles. And let me say this, no matter what, the most important thing you're ever gonna do in ministering to the sick is you're gonna hear from Holy Spirit. That's going to be the most important thing. We can give you this information and it can seem like it can go one way or another and I can hear and see and read what the Bible says. But in the end, truly, listening to Holy Spirit and acting upon what he says to do, that's number one above all else. So that we're learning to be, yes, be in the know, learn these things, but also be in the flow. That when Holy Spirit says to do this and you're thinking, well, I'm not sure I remember really covering that one. I'm not really sure I understand. You do it. You move. You be in the know but be in the flow. Just as those men brought to Jesus a friend who was blind, lay your hands on him, Jesus, and he will see. Well, they did know something, didn't they? That's not incorrect. As we're going to see today, laying on of hands is a basic Bible doctrine, but Jesus didn't do that that time. He was in the flow. They were in the know, and they weren't wrong in asking, but that's not what Holy Spirit was doing at that time. So Jesus was in the flow, and he took the man out of town, and he spit, and the man saw. So I say that to say, just be ready at all times to be in the know and be in the flow. You're going to get results. All right, today, the laying on of hands. Now, this one, I mean, we're not unfamiliar with this, laying on of hands. This is the most prevalent of the methods that we see Jesus using as well. It's not the only one, but it absolutely is the one that, as far as we can see in the Bible recorded, it is the one that he used the most to minister to the sick. And uh, it's also, it's a simple foundational Christian doctrine as well. This is one that so many, let's say denominational churches stand against. They don't mind prayer, but laying on of hands has been sold as this ridiculous doctrine that those faith people started and they think they can just lay hands on somebody and they can be healed. Yes, because it's a doctrine, but it's biblical. It's a biblical doctrine, not something a denomination came up with. Jesus, the head of the church, came up with this one. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, let's look at this because, again, it's been, it's been taken. It's been labeled something that only those faith people do, those faith healers. They came up with this, even though we see Jesus doing it, the disciples doing it, the apostles. But no, that was dispensational. They needed that to kickstart the early church. Well, then we got us a, a, an issue here with Hebrews 6. Uh, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ... Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So here's the Apostle Paul, and he is going to give to us the six fundamental principles of the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is, this is, uh, this is long after Jesus had already risen, and God is speaking to Paul. 
And he's trying to teach everybody some basics here. And let me say this. If laying on a hands was dispensational, as some say, then all of these are as well. You don't get to cherry pick which ones you want to keep in your denomination and cast out the ones that you don't like or understand. Repentance. Is that still for today? Repentance, which leads to the new birth. Is that still for today? Is that a basic Bible foundational doctrine? How about faith towards God? Still need that one? Ephesians 2 says, it's by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not works, lest any man should boast. So faith towards God, just a basic Bible foundational doctrine, right? Number three, doctrines of baptisms, plural, plural baptisms, three baptisms spoken about in the Bible. The new birth, when a person is born again, you are baptized by Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. Two, water baptisms, that outward sign of an inward grace. Three, baptized in the Holy Ghost. But then we come into this one in our list, basic Bible doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, all basic Bible doctrine, Bible 101, basic baby stuff here. And Paul is saying, can we move past talking about those things? Those, those things should already be settled in the church. Why are you still talking about it? Why are you arguing about it? Why are you discussing it? Why are you tearing it apart? These are the basic foundational Bible doctrines that we don't mess with. Can we move past these things? You should already know these things as just being a part of the believer. So the doctrine of laying on of hands, the Bible has plenty to say about this. And if you don't believe in it, it's because you've worked really hard to skip this in the Bible because you won't get too far into the New Testament and not run across this one. And to deny it is really to deny the one of the foundational doctrines of Jesus. Now, it's not just in the New Testament. This isn't something that just suddenly appeared one day. Exodus 29 You shall also have the bull brought before the tabernacle of meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the bull. You shall also take one ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the ram. You shall also take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the ram. So what are we talking about here? So what we're seeing here is that the imperfections of the worshipers were transferred by faith into the sacrifice, and that was a type of Jesus. And then the perfections of the sacrifice would then be placed into the worshipers. So there was a transference that took place. And so we wouldn't argue that, right? The laying on of hands here in this story, they transferred their sins to the animals that were going to carry that, right? Then they're going to sacrifice those animals. And the power of forgiveness of sins through that sacrifice would come back to them, to the person. That's a Bible doctrine in the Old Testament, that something supernatural took place by them laying hands on an animal. You can't say, I don't believe in the laying on of hands. It's how the entire world was able to be forgiven and cleansed from sins up to Jesus. Deuteronomy 34 and verse 9, now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. So again, this is something that is supernatural, where there was a transfer by the laying on of hands from one to another. And I really think most of the churches do believe in this one in some form or another because we see this in most churches as they are ordaining somebody or maybe they're commissioning somebody to go forth that they will lay their hands on them and send them forth. We see that in Acts 13, 2 and 3 as they ministered unto the Lord and they fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to do. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. So my point is just this, the doctrine of laying on of hands isn't something strange, and it's not just for healing. We have to understand that God is able to use these vessels 
that we are able to transfer something as we lay hands. As we see here, there's commissionings and callings and anointings that we can transfer. Why would it be such a far stretch to believe that God's healing power could also be transferred in the exact same way? It's just a channel, like we're a cord, right? We plug in and we're able to be used to just transfer power. The cord doesn't have power. The cord is plugged into something else and then power is transferred through the cord and then whatever plugs into the cord also receives that power. And that's what we're doing. We're allowing people to plug in, but we're just plugged into him. So it shouldn't be such a strange thing. Now, I understand why it is to a lot of people because a lot of people want to brag about being the best cord. Well, let's unplug you from from the power source and just see how amazing you are. Don't celebrate the cord. Celebrate the power and the one who gives it. But we get to be cords. But I do understand the bad taste that it has left in people's mouths because I know people that just think they are the stuff. You're just a cord. That's it. So the doctrine of laying on of hands isn't something strange. Many have been doing it for years. And we can take that same idea, if you will, and say, well, then why couldn't healing power also be transferred in the same way? I mean, if we believe that we can commission or call someone or pass on an anointing to somebody for ministry to separate them for that work, why is it such a far stretch to believe that the healing power of God can be transferred in the same way? It's all by faith. It's all his power. And again, just a vehicle for us to administer that to someone. There's others, but we're talking about laying on of hands. Uh, We can see that uh, in churches, as they install people into offices inside the church, they will pray over them and lay their hands on them. We saw that in Acts 6 as well, with the ordination of a few men who were called to help the apostles. They were deacons or helpers. We see that in almost every instance in the book of Acts, the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost by what? Laying on of hands. Now, I say almost because, of course, the upper room didn't go down that way. But in Acts 8 and verse 17, they laid their hands upon them and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, uh, that's again, Acts 8, 17. So those were the guys from Samaria after Philip flipped that place upside down. Acts 19 and verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. So that is one way that you can receive the Holy Spirit, my point being again, because we're talking about healing here. But if you can commission and call and anoint and separate and get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost by laying hands on them, why does healing seem like such a far stretch? So we know this with anything and everything else in the Bible, we know there's going to be extremes that go way outside what the Bible preaches. People laying hands on people to receive things that aren't even in the Bible. It happens. But just because there's a few counterfeits out there, don't allow that to sour the real for you. I know there's fake $100 bills out there. If you're worried about it, send them all to the new old school podcast. I'm willing to take a chance to sort them out. Now, I just say this because there are, there are people that have had a bad experience or possibly heard of someone else's and it, and it doesn't negate the real. So, so don't hold back just because of a few misguided people. Okay, I, don't, don't hold back. It's going to happen as it will with anything in the Bible. But what we have to do is we need to stay focused on what we do know to be the real. The laying on of hands is a way, as we saw, to transfer the power of God. We are the vehicles, like I said, a cord as men and women, right? Just think of it as a cord. When I'm plugged into him, that, that, now that cord has that same power. And it does no good for it to just lay there until somebody plugs into the other end. But when they do, it releases the power of God. That is what the laying on of hands is. In all those instances, whether it be anointings and callings or baptism in the Holy Spirit or healing. 
Now, I know we kind of just tapped into some of the other things, and this is going to be a two-parter, really, because I'll talk a little bit more now about the healing side as we get together. Like I said, I'm going to have to cut it a little short today because I'm kind of out of time, and we got a lot to do today. But again, this is that we, a way that we see to transfer the power of God. We are the vehicles as men and women of God that, that can be used to transfer that power. It's not ours. Plug into that outlet, holds all the power. But there it is. We are there to release it, to tap into that power as it travels through that cord, into whatever, whatever that plugs into the cord, right? So again, the cord isn't special. This is where people have just gotten so upset with this kind of thing. And so I say that to say, listen, it is something to be able to carry the power of God. There's always going to be a temptation there because that's Satan's deal. He wants power. He likes power and he likes to, he likes to get the focus off of the power supply and onto the power transfer. And that's what Satan likes to do. He knows that he can't say God doesn't have power. And he knows that he can't say that God's people don't have power. So he's going to try to twist it into saying, well, God's people have all the power and we forget about God. So don't allow that because it is a thing. It is a thing to be able to know that the power of God's working through you. There's always going to be a danger. There's always going to be a danger to, to get puffed up in pride about it. There just is. I've seen good, gr- good ministers, great ministers, great men and women of God, and I've seen them fall. I've seen them fall because of this, where they start to think that they're something. And so we just, I'm, I, again, I'm just telling you because it is real. And when that power's in you, it's an amazing supernatural experience that takes place. But again, back, to, back to, to what we're talking about today. The laying on of hands is just that transfer of power that if we can see that it's not just something that these crazy faith people made up just recently, you know, through this faith movement or something. No, it's actually a basic Bible doctrine. One of the fundamental foundations of Christianity, along with these other things that we talked about, as much as you believe in repentance of sins and baptisms, the laying on of hands, it's all in there. And yes, we can make the argument, well, the laying on of hands was for X, Y, Z. Yep, we saw that. We saw that today. But next time that we get together, we're going to be able to see exactly what it is that we're talking about when it comes to healing power being transferred in the same way. But again, I apologize. I'm out of time today. Uh, We've got to get back into this one next time as this was just a two-parter. But I wanted to get on here real quick today and be sure that we got this little bit of of, uh, a foundation in us today to be able to see uh, the other examples of laying on of hands that we don't have to just think, because I think a lot of uh, of Christians even kind of think this was just something that we do as New Testament, and that's not true either. There, there was a transference of something supernatural, even in the Old Testament, where we can take that power of God and transfer it through humans, if you will, through the people of God, and it can come out of our hands and enter into something else. All right, well, we're not done with this one. It's a two-parter. The laying on of hands is absolutely a biblical doctrine for today for commissioning and calling forth those in the ministry, not just for the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but it is to bring forth healing power from God to a sick person for the transference of power to drive out all sickness, all disease, and all demon activity. All right, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'll be out there laying my hands on the sick, attempting the ridiculous, and achieving the miraculous. Hey, hey.